And good afternoon, GRN listeners tuning in right now all across the GRN South and Central Texas listening area. If you're uh, tuning in from Marble Falls, Fredericksburg, Kerrville, Uvalde, and right here in San Antonio, I want to thank you. My name is Sean. I'm your general manager for the Guadalupe Radio Network South and Central Texas listening area, and I'm your host for every Monday right here um, on your live and local show in his vineyard. And of course, I'm being joined today by Miss Alexandra Kubabatu, a.k.a. Alex K. Hello, folks. And together we bring you wonderful discussions highlighting various events going on in the Archdiocese of San Antonio and parts of the Diocese of Austin. So before we begin, let's get the show started as we should do in all things, and that's in prayer. So wherever you might be, Please join us in this wonderful prayer to uh, honor, of course, uh, you know, St. Joseph, foster father of Jesus, our Savior. And let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O St. Joseph, whose protection is so great, so strong, so prompt before the throne of God, I place in thee all my interests and desires. O St. Joseph, do assist me by thy powerful intercession and obtain for me all spiritual blessings through thy foster son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, so that, having engaged here below thy heavenly power, I may offer thee my thanksgiving and homage to the most loving of fathers. O St. Joseph, I never weary contemplating thee and Jesus asleep in thine arms, I dare not approach while he reposes near thy heart. Press him in my name and kiss his fine head for me and ask him to return the kiss when I draw my dying breath. Amen. St. Nicholas. Pray for us. St. Joseph, protector of Holy Church. Pray for us. Our Lady of Guadalupe. Pray for us. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Wow. You know, uh, just a couple of days left in the year of St. Joseph, Can Alex. Believe that. Wow. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> I think it's been an amazing year and it really speaks to how the church needs to lean on St. Joseph moving forward. This was just the beginning. So I think we need to um, embrace, continue to embrace him in our homes and in our hearts and ask for his intercession for all our needs and the needs of the most vulnerable. Let me ask you something. Although uh, on December 8th, you know, the the year mm-hmm. of St. Joseph comes to a close, yes. do you think that we're going to just not mm-hmm. honor St. Joseph anymore? Um, well, I, I think <laughs> he may not be on the forefront of our of our minds a lot of times, you know, because we're not focusing on that as a as a church i think that that tends to happen just because it's human nature you know out of sight out of mind but sure. I, don't, I don't want that and, and and i think um all of us now who are on fire with um the love of saint joseph knowledge of him and um devotion to um to his role in the salvation of humanity i think you know i think it's going to be an increase in um in um awareness moving forward so. You know, I, I like how you say that. I was just considering myself that regardless of 
what you know the the year is coming to a close yes. i'm still going to honor him because he was so impactful for me personally mm-hmm. uh in this year yes so uh, again yeah, i think sure. there's probably a lot of men and a lot of families mm-hmm. uh, that feel the same way so i think with this year specifically uh that was dedicated to this most powerful and silent saint yes um it just kind of awoken everybody to really the theology of St. Joseph. Mm-hmm. So we're, we are grateful to the church uh, for what a wonderful gift of this entire year uh, dedicated to him. Uh, and I'm sure we'll, we'll continue to honor uh, St. Joseph daily uh, yes, in, yes. In, our, uh, in our lives. So, um, you know, catching up with uh, everything that has transpired, you know, since uh, last week, I want to first of all, thank everyone for uh, their generous support uh, f- and for all the prayers uh, for the success of the Christmas share Oh man, it was uh, mm-hmm. filled with highs and lows of every you know of every kind. Uh, but yeah, uh, we I, had. I saw the pictures. You and your <laughs> wife. You all look pretty spiffy there. Very nice. <laughs> you know, we we had the you know donors call in. We had the call center Friday, uh, mm-hmm. and it, it was you know a little slow going in, in the morning hours. But uh, that afternoon shift, my goodness, they uh-huh. couldn't get off the phone. You know, wow. they were just wow. it, it was crazy. We had um you know uh, Doctor Mitchell Finney of Shavano Family Practice come up with a out of the blue matching gift, mm-hmm. uh, which was you know which was Amazing. awesome. Oh, praise God. Amen. And then, of course, you know, speaking of uh, you know um, Doctor Mitch. Uh, he had invited uh, my wife and I to the, you know, St. Nicholas Ball that took place, you know, yeah. Saturday. So this is wow. Catholic Charities, um, you know, annual. Well, they, it was their eighth annual um, Catholic Charities St. Nicholas mm-hmm. Ball. So it was the first time that my wife and I went. And it was such a joy. There was, it was so good to see all those people gathered together, you know, uh, to support, of course, you know, the great causes that Catholic Charities does provide. I think they've got like 40 plus, 45 plus different programs available to yes. uh, those in need. Uh, so again, I was very uh, grateful to, to be there. Got a chance to meet and visit with uh, some fantastic people out there. Uh, and it was just a, a great night to, to dress up. You know, yeah. I, I don't usually get dressed up, especially <laughs> like that. All right. Uh, you know, we, I had the bow tie going on yes, and this and this. So, you know, it felt a little, you know, it felt a little different, but it's good sometimes. Awesome. Uh, it, it's good sometimes. Uh, and of course, speaking of St. Nicholas, you know, today is the official feast day uh, of St. Nicholas. So for, for those of us out there that need the reminder, we don't celebrate St. Nicholas on December 25th. You yes. know, that day. <laughs> is completely reserved for someone much greater. All right, yes. you know, and that's of course the 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 birth of our Lord. Okay, that's December twenty fifth. Right, uh-huh, exactly. And you know, Saint Lincoln is Saint Nicholas was not put in this earth to sell coke. So, um, yeah, the, the, the man in the red suit is not St. Nicholas. He just sells Coke. <laughs> he borrowed the name. <laughs> Actually, do you, can, can you share with some, you know, with our listeners, uh, Alex, you know, maybe some things that we do know of uh, the real St. Nicholas. Anything at all? Well, um, the only thing that, that I can tell you specifically is that St. Nicholas, um, he was born during the third century in the village of Patara, Asia Minor. Okay. Okay. And um, at that time, um, the area was Greek, and it's now on the southern coast of Turkey. So um, he did come from wealthy parents who raised him to be a devout Christian. 
And um, he died in an epidemic while Nicholas was, they died in an epidemic while he was still young. So um, obeying Jesus's words to sell what you own and give the money to the poor, Nicholas used his whole inheritance to assist the needy, the sick, and the suffering. And he dedicated his life to serving God and was made the Bishop of Myra um, while still a young man. So uh, Bishop Nicholas became known throughout the land for his generosity to those in need, his love for children, and his concern for sailors and ships. Those are great facts, Alex. And I'm sure that there's a lot of us out there that probably didn't even know about that. One thing I uh, picked up on uh, today also, I think it was uh, maybe on Catholic Drive Time um, or maybe just some readings I I did earlier today in the morning. I was up early. I was so excited to get in today and, you know, prep for the show. Uh, So there was a couple things that I read. Uh, One of those things was the of course, St. Nicholas is known for giving, but he would give a dowry uh, to, to women, you know, women who would otherwise have to make their you know, earnings doing prostitution and, and things yes, like that. Yes. So he would give of his, of his wealth and whatnot uh, to, uh, you know, the, the women so they wouldn't have to, you know, do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Something else I learned was that regarding the, the Arian heresy, you know, most of us, you know, probably have heard of the Arian heresy and I don't know as uh, what source it was uh, what, that I was looking at. Mm-hmm. I think it might, might have been the Catholic Encyclopedia or Catholic.org yeah. or something like that. But St. Nicholas was actually known to have punched, um, you know, I think punched Arian in the face or something because oh, really? of, yeah, because of this heresy that he was spreading, in fact. Wow. Yeah, and, you know, it was so serious. Uh, of course, actually, it was on today's uh, show with uh, Bree Dale. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So in fact, he had, he went to prison for that. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I don't remember what happened where, how he got out. Uh, but of course it just proves the point that you can't solve these differences with your fists and your physical strength or whatever. Mm-hmm. You got to be able to defeat, you know, heresy, yes. uh-huh. falsehoods with, with truth. Yeah. All right. And that truth of course is, is Jesus himself. Mm-hmm. Right. Like St. Joseph, perfect example. Prayer, silence, and strength. <laughs> Courage. So, yeah, absolutely. Amen. Sometimes, yeah. And, and when you have to use words, right? Well, look, y'all, I don't want to take too much time away from our guests. We've got two guests, uh, you know, for you today. Uh, We're going to, it's going to be a lightning quick hour. First Mm -hmm. of all, we're going to talk to Eli Danzi. He's actually uh, coordinating and organizing uh, the San Antonio Men's March. Uh, this was inspired by the Men's March that took place, uh, you know, a month or so ago uh, there in Baltimore during the fall assembly of, of the bishops, in fact. So this was his inspiration for organizing this event, you know, here in San Antonio. Uh, we've also got Father Will Combs, um, you know, a pastor at St. Mary Magdalene Catholic Church, uh, he's going to be talking to us about uh, two very important, uh, you know, feasts that are coming up. First, the solemnity of the Immaculate Conception mm, of the yes. Blessed Virgin Mary. That's on December 8th also. Mm-hmm. Okay, so not only are we wrapping up and closing on the year of St. Joseph, but we're celebrating the, you know, the solemnity of wow. the Immaculate Conception of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Triple threat. It, it, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. And he's also going to talk to us about the upcoming feast of mm-hmm. Our Lady of Guadalupe. And 
Our Lady of Guadalupe, of course, is our patroness here at the Guadalupe Radio Network. So without further ado or further delay, let me first welcome, uh, you know, Mr. Eli Danzi to the program. Thank you, Eli, for joining us today. If you would, please, uh, you know, introduce yourself to the listeners. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your family, maybe, uh, you know, where you go to church. And more importantly, what was the inspiration to organize this men's march in San Antonio this coming Wednesday? Praise be to God. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you, Sean and Alex and, and uh, Guadalupe Radio Network. So happy to be here. Good friends with uh, Richard Rainia. I've been on before, but it's been a few years. So praise be to God for you guys and, and uh, living and speaking the truth of Jesus Christ. And um, yeah, so I grew up Catholic, uh, cradle Catholic, grew up in Austin, Texas. Um, my parents married young and had uh, four or five babies young. And, and so uh, I've always... Uh, lived the faith with my parents being uh, being sinners and knowing to go to the sacraments, uh, confession and mass, and and uh, living the truth of Jesus Christ every single day. So my parents uh, early on uh, instilled in me a gratitude uh, for the faith, a gratitude for life, and a humility uh, of Jesus Christ and of Mother Mary. And so. They were a shepherding home of pregnant uh, moms in need who have been kicked out of their own homes uh, from their boyfriends or from their uh, from their own fathers, really uh, 15, 16 years old. Um, they also uh, started John Paul II Life Center and, and Vitae Clinic in Austin uh, about six, seven years ago. Uh, my father and mother have been on the sidewalk at abortion mills uh, for as long as I can remember, just wow. standing and speaking for, for truth and for life. Yeah, and so these are all impressionable things upon me. Um, Richard actually brought me on back in uh, 2015 when we were boycotting Planned Parenthood's uh, facility that was being renovated here in town mm -hmm. with the uh, uh, Stop Abortion Coalition. So um, all this has culminated in a, in a beautiful life dedicated to Christ. And, and I think number one, and, and, and what I'd say is the motivation for this, Sean, is, is repentance and conversion of our own, our own lives, our own souls, right? I mean, we are need, continually need to repent and convert um, every single day, right? We're all sinners. We all make mistakes. We all have a redemption and, and redeeming grace through Jesus Christ, uh, suffered and, and crucified, died and raised to, the, to, uh, to new life. So I think that's the basis for this. That's really what motivated me from the Holy Spirit was we need to do more. We need to be local here in San Antonio, mm -hmm. and there are so many men that can and should and will stand and speak for truth, for life, uh, for gift of Jesus Christ um, here in the city, and we're going to prove that on Wednesday. I'm, I'm <laughs> super happy about it. I'm super proud of it. I got to tell you, I think at least 50, maybe 100 more, and uh, and so, you know, prayer uh, prayer doesn't just change things. Prayer actually changes you, yes. and then you change things, right? That's that's what God yes. is calling me to, and, and I'm continually having to remind myself of that. Uh, and so um, that that's really the motivation, Sean. That's excellent. And, you know, I, I do appreciate that you're, you're sitting here speaking with us, and um, you have a rosary right in front of you. How has the rosary impacted the work that you do right now? Oh, wow. Um, gosh. Um, <laughs> if I collect my thoughts for a second, that's a powerful question. And when I looked at the calendar, Alex, I looked at the calendar and the Holy Spirit was, was saying to me, do something, Eli. And I looked at the calendar and it was December 8th. 
is the feast of our, our Immaculate Conception of the Blessed Virgin. Yes. And my good friend, Steve Picorni, who y'all may know, uh, leads mm-hmm. Freedom Coaching here in town. Um, he, he, he motivated me and said, before the year of end, end of St. Joseph, you have to do something for life with men. Yes. And I, I was telling him about this, and then I looked at the calendar and said, <laughs> December 8th, that's the same day. <laughs> what is going on? It's in God's hands. Um, and so I, I go to the sidewalk every every week, um, maybe multiple times a week, you know, in marriage and family first, right? I'm married with seven kids, uh, seven on earth, three in heaven by miscarriage. Uh, praise be to God. He has redeemed me. But I, I go to the sidewalk because we have to show up for Jesus. We have to show up for God. Yeah. We have to show up for Mother Mary presence, physical presence, yes. and say, yes, I am for life. And others see you on the sidewalk and say, yes, this guy is standing for truth. Mm-hmm. Even though we may not like it, even though we yes. sometimes are like, wow, that's hard. That's tough. Mm-hmm. You know, God died for us on the cross. Yes. He showed us the way of suffering, right? And so uh, I think about that every single time I'm going to the sidewalk. I think, what would Jesus do? Where would he be? He would be at the sidewalk for the men and women who are going there, who don't know Christ, who've fallen away, who are lost, forgotten, who need help, who need love. There's so many on the sidewalk who give that. Who, women and men through Sidewalk Advocates for Life, San Antonio Coalition for Life, a woman's haven next door to Planned Parenthood, 2140 Babcock. Praise God for Eddie and Susan Perez, who you all may know, Allied Women's Center, Terry Herring. I mean, I could go on and on about the number of heroes in San Antonio alone. In San Antonio alone who yes. stand for life and of Jesus Christ. So these are just examples. And, and as I said before to you earlier, before we got on the air, is access. Just giving people access to say yes to life in a public square. Yeah. That, that's really what I do every week. But I want to say, hey, let's all do that together, right? Yes. right. Let's all men do that together. <laughs> and as Father Will next to me, Will Combs, it's like, oh, my God, amazing, <laughs> amazing. <laughs> you know, if I could ask you something, you know, Eli, um, of course, with the with the men's march that just recently took place, how was that the the main inspiration? You know, why why that event when, of course, you know, it, sometimes it takes, you know, that 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 point of ignition, you know, that that little push over. But why was that the the you know what 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 made you decide that this I'm doing this I'm bringing this to San Antonio. It's it's now. There's just something beautiful about a lot of men marching together. Yeah. With the rosary in hand. Amen. With the crucifix leading them. Yes. With the banner that says we must stop murdering our preborn children. Yeah. All those words of the truth marching together in unison, all dressed to the nines with suits and ties on. It's all beauty. Mm -hmm. It's all beautiful truth. And I I mean, there's been tons of marches, right? I mean, actually, I think part of the motivation, you can ask Jim Havens or Father Stephen Imbarato, who hero is a mine, but part of their motivation for that dress to the nines was Father Martin, or uh, it's not Father, Martin Luther King Jr. Yeah. um, Dressed to the nines, marching. And just the quiet, silent, prayerful presence standing up against tyranny, against falsehoods, against lies. Yeah. And praise be to God mm-hmm. that they had 300 men, I think, in June, and then another couple of hundred men just recently. So um, there's just something beautiful about men standing and, and, and living the truth. Yeah, so. and to me, that's a sign of authentic masculinity. The men coming together, you know, probably, and I'm sure with St. Joseph walking with you with staff in hand, ready to protect women and Amen. babies. 
Amen. I mean, so we need more of it. And, and I go back to marriage and family. Um, and it's, it's not just pro-life ministry work. It's not just activism. It's in our own lives being re- continually repenting and inverting of our own sins and staying close to the sacraments. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it isn't just about being in front of the abortion mill, mm-hmm. right, and praying with the rosary or with mm-hmm. the crucifix. It's about going back to mass mm-hmm. and, and, and continually asking men, right, or, or mm-hmm. women uh, to convert mm-hmm. in our own lives and, and go to confession um, and adoration. I have my friend Steve. I go back to him. He's my best friend. He's actually continually go to adoration with him, and I haven't done it yet. And so that's a calling for me. It's like, mm-hmm. what am I doing? Mm-hmm. Besides being in front of the, an abortion mill praying, I need to convert myself. Yeah, and sometimes so, we- Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, sometimes we need to be countercultural because the current state of the culture, you know, everything around us tells us men should not be involved in this issue. That they, they have no place in this issue because they're not women. And so what you're doing takes a lot of courage. The men who show up and stand up have a lot of courage to say no to what's going on and, you know, put the foot down and get their voices heard because men have to protect women and children. That's, that's the primary role. That was St. Joseph's role. Um, and, and I, what do you, what do you, what are your um, ideas about that? Amen. I mean, uh, 110% protecting, providing, defending women. I think the other thing is, is building back. And this may be, Countercultural, or, or uh, <laughs> but uh, building back Christendom through patriarchy. Yeah, yeah. men have, uh, in my opinion, and this may be unpopular, but have allowed women uh, and our wives and our mothers to take up the cross of prayer, and that is amazing. That's beautiful. But at the same time, it's almost like men have taken a back seat. Yeah, they've taken a back seat, and where are they? Mm-hmm. You know, Adam was silent when Eve took the apple right. from the serpent and and ate it. Where was he? He was sitting on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it's it's protecting, defending, it's supporting women. But, you know, mm-hmm. almost seems like, and I, this word came to my brain, but careers and work have almost taken the place of prayer mm-hmm. or of, of, of a spirituality, of, yes. of being the spiritual fathers in the home. Yeah. Um, whereas we need to be on our knees praying the rosary. Again, calling myself to that. We, we, we've done that in the past. We've gotten away from it. Uh, but on our knees, praying the rosary to our, our Blessed Mother in front of the crucifix, praise be to God, every single day, mm-hmm. and showing our kids the way. Um, not just saying it, but living it. Amen. Right? Amen. Wow. That was lightning quick. That's the music, folks. When we come back, we're going to continue the conversation with Eli uh, before we transition into our conversation with Father Will. Uh, keep the dial tuned in right there on your local GRN Catholic radio station. We'll be right back. The University of Dallas, a sponsor of the Guadalupe Radio Network, has produced a documentary-style miniseries called The Quest that recently aired on EWTN television and is now available to everyone at no charge. The Quest draws on scripture, history, and literature to explore the Christian life as a narrative of joyful courage in troubled times. Each of the five episodes can be viewed by visiting quest.udallas.edu. That's quest.udallas.edu. Shining through darkness 
Advent, joy lights the night air. For kindly Saint Nicholas was making his way there. But wait for a moment, there's a pause in his plan. We're reminded Santa's priority should be that of every woman and man. For peace to flourish and love to abound, our souls must come home. The King of Kings must be found. For centuries, wise men sought the Savior first. Knowing only Jesus can quench our heart's greatest thirst. So come home to Mass and celebrate the holy Christian season. For love is born tonight. Our hope for heaven, the reason. Hi, this is Sean Rice, General Manager for the Guadalupe Radio Network in South and Central Texas. Business owners, do you enjoy listening to your favorite Catholic radio programs? Have you learned more about our Catholic faith because of what you listen to? Please consider a sponsorship or underwriting opportunity to help keep your airwaves Catholic across South and Central Texas. Give me a call at 210-579-9844 to learn more. God bless you. And thank you for tuning back in, folks. This is Sean Rice, your general manager of the Guadalupe Radio Network, South and Central Texas listening area. And you're listening to In His Vineyard. You can catch us every Monday at noon on your local Guadalupe Radio Network, South and Central Texas station. Uh, Before we went to break, we were having a great conversation with Eli Danzi. He's actually coordinating the upcoming San Antonio Men's March. uh, And this is where we're going to be gathered men dressed to the nines, suits, ties, and rosaries in hand. Yeah, that's right, folks. That right there, rosaries in hand. Our battle weapon, you know, and it, it's a beautiful thing. And what I loved about what we were discussing uh, prior to going to break, Eli, was you were talking about the role of men. Alex had asked you, you know, about the role of men, and you were talking about the role of men. Uh, and it is, you know, it's our, our, our vocation to our, our, to our wives, to our children, to our families, and, you know, to be, you know, the, the leaders, uh, you know, the faith leaders in our families. And what you're doing is great. I think that's awesome to be able to, you know, organize this. Again, folks, uh, especially men, I'm talking to the men out there listening. If you've got nothing better else to do, if you've got stuff to do, but you want to do something better, I assure you, your time is going to be well spent uh, marching Wednesday, uh, you know, with the group of men praying the rosary and standing up for life. Standing up for the protection um, of women, uh, and of course, more importantly, standing up for truth. That's what it's all about, you know. People buy into the falsehoods, and you know, of of what the the media is telling you, and and whatnot. But again, if we you know build our foundation on Christ, the truth then, of course, everything else will, will fall into its proper place. So, Eli, thank you so much uh, for doing this. If you could tell our listeners, of course, where is this all taking place? What time is it taking place uh, and such? You know, Give us some details as to the march itself. If Absolutely. You could. Thank you, Sean. Take a long uh, lunch break on Wednesday, December 8th, a feast of our, the Feast of the Immaculate Conception of the Blessed Virgin Mary at 920 San Pedro, 
San Antonio, Texas, downtown. We're going to be meeting right in front of Planned Parenthood at 920 San Pedro. Get there early, about 1130. Get a parking spot nearby. You can be parking on street parking. There's also a Via Metro station right across the street from Planned Parenthood at 920 San Pedro. So find parking nearby. Come uh, right there on the sidewalk at 920 San Pedro. We're going to be meeting at 11.30, 11.45, I'll try to fill the air a little bit, hopefully, uh, with some uh, humility and gratitude Amen. for everyone's present. Pray to be to God. Uh, but then at 12 noon, Father Wilcombs is going to start with the opening prayer, praise be to God, and then we're going to start marching uh, for life, praying the rosary down to uh, Main Plaza. And then at, at approximately 12.30, it'll take 30 minutes to march. At 12.30, we will pray again down there. Haven't determined who's going to pray yet. Maybe it's Father Will, maybe somebody else, uh, another priest, hopefully, or, or Deacon uh, Scott School, I know, is going to be there, too. So uh, at that point, we'll turn back and go back to 920 San Pedro for another 30-minute march and maybe uh, sing the Divine Mercy Chaplet. I Amen. think that's what God's calling me to. I sometimes uh, sing it there on the sidewalk at 2140 Babcock. But um, So it'll be a full one hour, 12 to 1, and uh, we'll end at that point at uh, 1 o'clock. Uh, praying and marching. Wonderful. Well, I just have a really quick question. Um, you know, what if a man wants to show up and maybe he's not in his suit and tie because he's working or something and he's going to take a long lunch break? Um, can he still show up? Oh, absolutely. Okay. No, no problems. <laughs> no problems at all. Um, we'll have pro-life signs available. Uh, bring a rosary if you have one, even if you're not Catholic. I mean, I, I call on, you know, you all have some uh, listeners, maybe you're Christian or, or non-Christian. They're welcome to come as well and just learn and, and gather with other men uh, who live the fo- faith and live the truth of Jesus Christ and, and can learn about pro-life ministry or ministry work with the church. You know, I love how you say that. Of course, uh, you know, the, the life issue isn't just one-sided to one faith. I mean, it, it it's, it's, it's for humanity's purpose. Amen. You know, it, it's, it's humanity's sake. Uh, we all should stand up for life. So again, folks, uh, that's going to be, a le- we're going to gather at 1130, um, of course, there at Planned Parenthood at 920 San Pedro Avenue um, at 1130. We're opening prayer. Father Will Combs is going to be, you know, um, you know, giving the uh, opening prayer, um, you know, there at noon. And then we're going to step off and we're going to be praying together in unison. And at the very beginning, when you talked about, you know, having a group of men together, you know, how it just looks awesome. Well, I assure you, the next time you hear a group of men praying a rosary or praying any type of prayer, close your eyes. All right, close your eyes because that is probably the most powerful sound uh, that you can really, you know, listen to at that time. A group of men praying the rosary in unison. Right. Amen. So uh, again, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I will. uh, I will be there Uh, again. That's Wednesday. Uh, December 8th, the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. Amen. The feast where we celebrate, you know, our Blessed Mother being immaculately conceived, right? God's awesome. And we're marching for life. Awesome. Awesome. It's all God. Amen to that. Amen. So again, folks, you don't necessarily need a suit and tie to participate. So don't let that be your out. But I want to see you out there. I want to see you there, uh, you know, over there on 920 San Pedro, uh, marching with us, praying with us. And, uh, you know, wives, women, encourage your, your, your husbands and the man in your life uh, to, to do that. You know, you don't, not everyone is an evangelist. Not everybody can proclaim the word. I get that. But we all can show up. 
we all can be present, just as you said, Eli. So, uh, again, Eli, thank you so much uh, for what you're doing. For more information on the San Antonio Men's March, you can actually email them uh, at mensmarch.satx at gmail.com. Or you can visit the GRN South and Central Texas Facebook group page. We've got it on, uh, you know, Facebook also. We're hoping that there's going to be a huge turnout, folks. Um, but you know what? If it's 5, 10, 15 people, I'm good with that, too. Amen. 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 To thank hey, you so much, Thank Ron. you, Eli, for, uh, for, for coming in today, spending uh, time with us. Uh, and we're going to transition, of course, uh, you know, uh, to, to follow Will Combs. But thank you, Eli, for joining us today. God bless you guys. Thank you. God bless, God you. bless you. Wow. So, uh, again, that's it's going to be a great event, Alex. I know yes. it is. Uh, but now, as, as I mentioned, you know, we're going to transition and talk about two upcoming wonderful feasts that the church gives us. All right. The, well, the solemnity of... You know, the Immaculate Conception of the Blessed Virgin Mary mm-hmm. um, coming up on December 8th. Look, if you didn't know, that's a holy day of obligation. And Father Will mm-hmm. is going to talk more about that, uh, all right? So without, you know, w- without delay, I, I want to welcome, of course, you know, Father Will Combs to the program. God bless you for being here, Father Will. You know you're a favorite of ours here at the GRN. And, you know, if you would, for those who don't know and who aren't familiar, uh, you know, with where your pastor at or, you know, um, you know your 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 you know your brothers of the beloved disciple. Can you just introduce yourself, um, you know, to the listeners out there, um, and and let's start talking about you know these two wonderful feasts. Oh, wonderful, great, yeah, I really appreciate you all inviting me. And Eli, thank you for your witness, your testimony. It's a real privilege to walk with you that in two days. Um, so I'm Father Will uh, Combs. Uh, you ever hear my name? Just pray that I do our Father's will. That's how I like to begin every day. Is, is Father, Thy will be done, and not my will, Thy will be done. And uh, it's a real privilege to. I came here in in 1996 with the Brothers, the Beloved Disciple. We're a Marian charismatic community. Uh, thanks to uh, Father George Montague, Father Bob Hogan, who started this community. Um, and yeah, we're we station we live right at St. Mary Magdalene Parish. Um, we're also serving at St. Henry's and St. Philip of Jesus. And, and I'm serving myself. I serve at St. Mary Magdalene Parish. And we've been now there for 21 years as a community. And it's just a real privilege to be right off of um, I-10. Um, you know, prepare the way of the Lord. It's just interesting that, that I-10 goes from coast to coast with the Holy Ghost. And we're right in the middle, San Antonio. <laughs> right. Listeners, I really thank you for your, your faith. And obviously, um, when the Lord comes, he's looking for faith. So this is the season of Advent. In this Advent season, we have these great feasts of the Immaculate Conception of Mary and Our Lady of Guadalupe. And it's really important that we really understand we deepen our faith. So uh, just a little history of, of the Immaculate Conception, why it became a solemnity, then a holy day of obligation. It really began, of course, you know, Jesus says in the Last Supper, uh, the 16th chapter of John, he says, I have much more to tell you, but you cannot bear it now. But when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. And so that's what's so beautiful of the 2000 year history of the Holy Spirit called the One Holy Catholic Apostolic Church. We got this great development of truth. Um, and that's the gift of the spirit of truth. And so you see this development of the understanding of the word of God who became flesh in Mary in her perfect yes. And so as, as it developed, they realized the mother of my Lord, as we see in Luke chapter two, from the 
Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, after hearing the greeting of Mary, she calls her mother of my Lord. So in 431 in Ephesus, you have the Council of Ephesus, 431 declaring the church that she is the mother of God. And so you're having this development of who she is. Who is this woman who is able to receive God in her own heart and womb and, and, and life? And, and so as, as, as the truth, the Holy Spirit revealed more and more her spouse, um, our blessed mother. So you have at the time, this was in, uh, in Constantinople around that time in the, the fifth century. You have actually the year beginning in September 1st. That's when the, the year began. And so the church contemplating this saying, okay, well, each year is a symbol of creation. So the seven days of creation, therefore the new creation began on the eighth day. So September 8th, let's honor the birth of Mary because that's when the, really the New Testament began with, with our Blessed Mother. She's the mother of God. So September 8th became the celebration east of the birth of Mary, the birthday of Mary. And also what you had in Jerusalem is you had the development then of honoring uh, the mother of our mother of God, of the grandmother of Jesus, the Saint Anne. And especially at the moment when her daughter, Mary, was conceived in her womb. So you had December 9th then in the East uh, developing, honoring the conception of Mary. That was translated into, transferred over into Europe, Southern Europe in the, in the 800s by, by the 11th century, all the way up into England. You had the honoring of, of, of Mary, her, her birth, and um, also the development of her conception nine months before. So nine months before September 8th is December 8th. And so what you see actually is there was two traditions. One was on December 8th. The other was on December 9th. Spain had actually the Immaculate Conception on December 9th. And that's why you have on 1531 that Juan Diego, the revelation of this beautiful uh, Nina, um, Morena uh, of Guadalupe, this beautiful uh, image, revelation of Our Lady of Guadalupe, Revelation chapter 12, happened first on December 9th. And that's why the feast of, of San Juan Diego is on December 9th. And back in 1531, that was the feast of the Immaculate Conception when she, she first revealed herself to Juan Diego. So you have a, an ongoing development. Yeah, yeah and that's beautiful because um, Our Lady of Guadalupe is expectant Mary. Yeah. She's carrying the child Jesus. I mean, in in the image of Our Lady of Guadalupe, and, and that's really beautiful. It just it just all comes together for me like that. So I I, I have a question. Um, so I understand also on um, it's also a day for plenary indulgence. Um, how can we as Catholics take advantage of that? What what exactly is a plenary indulgence? Alex, thank you for asking that because that's something that's uh, definitely the Holy Spirit's challenging me to uh, take advantage of the treasures of the church. Treasures. Jesus does say that uh, he gives his authority to the church, to the apostles. Matthew 18, verse 18 says, yeah. what you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. What you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So church has authority and uh, the authority to indeed to bind and loosen. And so there are many souls who are bound, uh, bound that need to be loosened. <laughs> and that's the work of mercy. That's the work of Jesus. That's the mission of Jesus to the ends of the earth. That is the work and mission of the church. And so it's the power of intercession. Uh, what Jesus did on the cross is mm-hmm. that he saved all of humanity from the beginning of time to the end of time. 
on the cross and that work of salvation. We are called to participate fully in his, his offering that began when he was conceived, <laughs> Macaulay right. conceived in the womb of Mary. And so we see throughout the life of Jesus, he is doing the work of intercession. He's standing in the gap and he's calling us. And we have access to the right hand of the throne of God where Jesus is interceding to our Father. And that's what plenary indulgence is all about. It's interceding. It's standing in the gap. It's praying either for ourselves or for those souls who are bound in the, the place or paying the price of divine justice. Right. This great mystery called purgatory. And so we have, we have access to pray for those who've gone before us who are saved, but they're not immaculate yet. They're right. in a process of being uh, transformed, uh, sanctified, purified, glorified, divinized. Right. And so that whole process is called this great mystery called purgatory. Amen. Well, Father Will, I, I wanted to ask you also, now if you're just tuning in, folks, thank you. This is In His Vineyard. I'm your host, Sean Rice, joined today uh, you know, by my co-host, Alex Kay. Uh, we've got um, you know, Father Will talking all things um, solemnity of the Immaculate Conception of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And uh, a little bit later, we're going to be talking also about the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Uh, uh, regarding the you know solemnity uh, of the you know immaculate conception, yes. yeah, that's that's a long one. I gotta mm-hmm. I gotta get used to saying that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as when you're talking about the entire time of the two thousand uh, years of church history, um, you know this by all by by most circumstances is a relatively new dogma. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess you could say. Can you speak to the history of it becoming a a proclaimed dogma and uh, teaching of the church um, and ha- what led to that, you know, needing to be proclaimed by chance? Yes, I'd love to, because there's a big, they call civil war between the Franciscans and the Dominicans in the Middle Ages over was Mary Immaculate when she was conceived. So they, they it became very popular belief that, and then it became the Council of Trent uh, says that she was without personal sin. But without original sin was a big argument because really? if she's without original sin, then she doesn't need a savior. Therefore, she doesn't need Jesus, you know. <sighs> and so that was a big, uh, uh, a wrestling match that happened between the, the Dominicans and the Franciscans and Dominicans, including St. Thomas Aquinas saying that no, she, she was definitely conceived with sin because, you know, otherwise she wouldn't need Jesus. While, so the argument kind of sense won by the Franciscans by thanks to, um, by John Dunn Scotus. He was about, about the year 1300 came up with, with there's two ways that, that Jesus saves us. And um, he saves us from uh, when we fall into the pit, he, yeah. he, he goes down and, yeah. and, you know, reaches us out of the pit. But another way he saves us is he prevents us from falling in the pit Amen. in the first place. Yes. You know? And I guess a good way to look at that is the last two petitions of the Lord's Prayer. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And in fact, in the Spanish, it's no nos dejes caer in tentación, which caer means to fall. So don't let us fall <laughs> into temptation. And if we do, deliver us from evil. So those are the two ways that, that God saves us. So in the case of, of Mary, that she was saved by God, by Jesus, from falling into the pits of original sin. She was set aside. And actually, that's what we see. You can see that. I mean, now we're going to apologetics, you know, <laughs> trying to understand this, this concept, because here's the big argument by our Protestant brothers and sisters. God bless them. And it's a good argument is Romans chapter three, verse 23 says that all have right. sinned and fallen short of right. God's grace and glory. Okay, we got to scratch your heads. How do we deal with this one? Um, and so, you know, the first word all 
is sometimes taken to an extreme as an exaggeration. So it says in, in the and the beginning of Matthew and Luke is that all of Judea and all of Jerusalem went to get down to the Jordan River to see John the Baptist. Well, not all. I mean, <laughs> but a lot. That's a know. great point. Yeah, that's an example. I never listened. You know, I never heard it like that. But thank you for that. And then, of course, this one comes from Scott Hahn. This is Psalms chapter fourteen. Says that you know that the Lord looked down from heaven on humankind to see if there was any who are wise. And they have all gone astray, right? They have all gone astray. They're all alike perverse. But then it says in verse four, um, they have, right? They have no knowledge. They're evildoers who eat up my people. So my people, right? Who eat up my people as they eat bread. They, there they shall be in great terror for God is with the company of the righteous. So wait a minute. If there's the righteous wow. people yeah. and God's people, then it can't be all people. Right. So, so the word all needs to be put into the context as we see in all of scripture. Um, and so obviously Jesus was without sin. Right. So Romans 3.23 has that exception. All are, have sinned. Well, not Jesus. Right. <laughs> and he was human. And so, okay. So understanding then the Immaculate Conception, the dogma. So it came... It developed that, okay, so she's without personal sin and that we honor her conception. What happened in the 1800s, you had the private revelation in 1830 by St. Catherine Labore, the miraculous medal, where it says around this beautiful image of Our Lady shining out grace to the world, says, Oh, Mary conceived without sin, pray for us who have recourse to thee. That was 1830. So all this was developing and developing. And so finally, Pope Pius the, the ninth in 1854 declares this dogma that, okay, there has been a development over history of the Holy Spirit. And now the church declares that Mary is without sin from conception, the immaculate conception that she was preserved from original sin. And that became a, a dogma. And, uh, and it was confirmed four years later in 1858 on March 25th, the Feast of the Annunciation, the Conception oh. of Jesus. Yeah. Here's the celebrating the great solemnity the, of, of the Conception of Jesus on March 25th, 1858 in Lourdes, France, where Our Lady of, <laughs> of Lourdes says to a little Bernadette, 14-year-old Bernadette, I am the Immaculate Conception. Wonderful. And and so she repeated that to the priest. She didn't even know what she what that meant, <laughs> and, and he was amazed because that had just become a dogma. So wow! Yeah. And, and I really love this conversation because when I was when I had first learned about this feast, this feast day, I thought they were talking about Jesus, Jesus' conception by the Virgin that, Mary. That, that yeah. you still think <laughs> right, that exactly. you know, for uh-huh. the longest time? Yeah, I did too. Yeah, sure. You know, uh-huh. go ahead, Alex. So yeah, so th- this is a great conversation. You know, for us to, to learn some apologetics behind uh, this beautiful feast day. So, um, how does this make Mary like a parallel Eve? Yeah, beautiful, and then of course. Uh, it developed even in the, the, the second century. You have Saint Irenaeus saying that what Eve has tied into knots because of sin, yes. Our Lady is untied because Amen. of her obedience and her faith. So, uh, yes, there's a profound relationship that is, as we see in Romans chapter five, first Corinthians chapter 15, Jesus is the new Adam. Okay, well then, who's the new Eve? <laughs> okay, right. obviously Mary, our Blessed Mother, who said yes, her perfect fiat, let it be so. 
Amen. Uh, wow. Um, we can have a whole segment, uh, of course, on, on just the, um, you know, the theology of yes, the Immaculate yes. Conception. But, uh, that was a, uh, thank you so much, Father, for, for sharing that, uh, you know, that insight with us. Uh, we're going to switch gears again. This is Sean Rice and you're listening to, uh, and tuning in to In His Vineyard, um, you know, where we're having a discussion, of course, with Father Will Combs, pastor of St. Mary Magdalene Catholic Church right here in San Antonio. Uh, I want to ask, uh, Father, uh, uh, in the next feast that we're going to discuss, you know, the feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe, of course, a feast day uh, that is very, uh, you know, very significant, um, you know, south of the border in Mexico. Um, and also, you know, here in North America, you know, she's the patroness of, of, North, you know, of North America also. Can you talk to us about and share with our listeners the history of, uh, you know, Our Lady of Guadalupe? Well, I'd be gladly to. And if I can challenge you, not change gears, almost fulfillment. The yeah. two are profoundly related. Amen. <laughs> I, in Thank fact, you. The, the patroness of the United uh, right, of Mexico is Our Lady of Guadalupe. Right. The patroness of the United States is the Immaculate Conception. Ah. You know, so they're so they're, they're both profoundly related. And again, Our Lady of Guadalupe first reveals herself on the feast of the Immaculate Conception. Back then, it was December 9th. Um, and Guadalupe and Nahuatl means the one who crushes the stone mm. serpent. Uh, mm. So again, the proto-gospel of, of Genesis chapter 3, here you're saying that your offspring shall crush the head of the serpent. And in, here you see a fulfillment, Revelations chapter 12, this big, huge battle between these two signs from heaven, right? Well, yeah, one sign is the seven-headed dragon, right? Who definitely comes to steal, kill, and destroy and wants to devour the fruit of this other sign. So this other sign is the woman clothed with the sun, moon underneath her feet, crowned with 12 stars. She's giving birth and labor pains, right? And you're having this big, huge war (laughs) that's happening in the heavens, (laughs) right? And thanks to St. Michael the Archangel, right? The enemy is cast out. And of course, Our Lady is being pursued. Um, and the last verse in Revelations chapter 12 is therefore the serpent, this dragon is going off. He's going to attack the offspring of this woman, this lady, which is all those who bear witness to her son. So this right. is a great revelation that we are all children of Mary. Right. We're, so the mother of God is our mother. And that was the great revelation that happened in Mexico. You're having a land of great oppression and depression on the brink of civil war. And sometimes I wonder, well, we're going through the same thing right now. <laughs> and and out of that depression came this tremendous Gaudaute joy. Right. So this Sunday is Gaudaute Sunday, which right. which is uh, Gaudaute means rejoice. So it's actually this Sunday we'll be honoring the third Sunday of Advent. But definitely Archbishop Gustavo has definitely allows us to recognize certainly December twelfth. Isn't that beautiful? December twelfth. You know, December is the twelfth month. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's on the twelfth day. It comes from. Revelations chapter 12. So this is a lot of signs and wonders of saying this is truly from God. Right. Yes. And all that is needed is faith to receive. By receiving Our Lady, we can receive her son. We can receive salvation. And to connect it with Eli, there's just a tremendous need then to protect our young. Amen. We need the St. Joseph's today marching for the protection of the innocence to protect the purity of our children. 
So I really want to challenge this whole idea of, of ending abortion, amen, by changing laws. But most and first and foremost is changing hearts. Amen. We have to overcome the sexual revolution of using and being abused because yes. the consequences is this so-called unwanted right. <laughs> children mm-hmm. of God. And so what happened in the Aztecs is they were massacring human sacrifice. Yes. And Our Lady crushes it underneath her feet. This great revelation from heaven. She truly loves us and she loves children and her son commands let the children come to me and we need men marching for this Amen. we need to overcome the culture of death with the culture of life so I, I thank you all listeners for listening to this and i really ask you to ask the heart of our blessed mother to ponder and treasure these deep truths of who we are and who we're called to be Amen, Amen, Father Will. Oh, wow. Sorry, I like to preach something. <laughs> no, I, I love it. Oh, Anything my, to add to that, Alex? All right. My, my heart is moved. <laughs> my heart is definitely moved. And, you know, hopefully we'll have a women's march. <laughs> yes, yes. yes. Um, for the pro life movement as well in the future. That would be amazing. But um, it, it's just, um, I, I, can't, I can't even begin to tell you how profound that this is for our church. Um, the reason I say that is because in order to change, you know, what's happening on the global level, we need to start on the, on the, Local. right, locally, yeah. here in our streets, you know, here, right outside our homes, mm-hmm. and especially in our homes, right? And so, um, you know, Wet Looper Radio is definitely um, instrumental in that because we get, to, people get to listen. Uh, they give us permission to be in their homes through the radio and in their cars and, and, and travel and spread these messages and, and this, um, all of this uh, wonderful knowledge of theology and the beauty of our church. So, um, I, I want to thank you, Father Will and Eli for, uh, definitely, um, inspiring. I know there's a lot of people out there who are inspired right now and, and I hope don't let this call go to waste. I, I want to ask you, don't let this call go to waste. If you have that movement in your heart, do it. Be there at the at, at the march. Yes, you know, going pray to for prayer. us wherever you are. <laughs> exactly. If not, pick up a rosary and yeah. let's all say a rosary at the a prayer rosary at the same time that this march is going on. Yes. If you can't be there in person, be there in spirit, and um and and with, we'll definitely be doing that in our home. Amen. You know, uh, one thing I wanted to add to that, uh, Our Lady of Guadalupe, of course, is our patroness here at the Guadalupe, uh, you know, radio network. Um, And of course, you know, our history, you know, part of our our, our mission is, you know, we we felt at our founding, okay, we, you know, our founders made a promise. You know, there were four promises made, uh, of course, to Our Lady of Guadalupe. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, one of those was, you know, to promote holy vocations. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second one was to build strong Catholic families mm-hmm. uh, to defend. All right. So this is basically equivalent to, you know, our mission statement mm-hmm. to defend the sanctity of life. Okay. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's what we're called to do. It's what yes. this, um, you know, this media apostolate, this Catholic radio apostolate it is for, you know, mm-hmm. so to defend the sanctity of, of life and to carry mm-hmm. out, of course, the, the mission of the new a, you know, Catholic evangelization as called mm-hmm. for by our baptism, mm-hmm. you, you know? Right. So uh, again, it, it is amazing. Um, the, the feast itself, I think, I don't, I'm not certain of the number. Um, was it maybe like 8 million people converted yeah. after her, 
her appearing. Years, yeah. yeah, or was it ten years? Is that ten, yeah, about eight million? Mm-hmm. Eight mm-hmm. million people, mm-hmm. you know, can you know, brought to the waters of baptism, mm-hmm. brought to the fullness of of faith, um, you know, in Christ mm-hmm. through Our Lady's intercession. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it is uh, just just powerful. Uh, and I could definitely, uh, you know, go on and, and, yeah. and talk about it um, uh, a while also. Um, you know, Father Will, if you would tell us, uh, you know, we've got a couple of minutes left. Um, what types of, you know, what types of programs are, are y'all doing uh, at, at your parish at St. Mary Magdalene, uh, you know, Catholic Church to commemorate um you know, the, you know, the solemnity uh, of the Feast of the Immaculate Conception and, of course, Our Lady of Guadalupe also. Great, yeah. Um, where we're certainly having Mass. <laughs> That's the highlight of life, isn't it? The Holy Mass. So we'll have Mass in the morning of a Catholic school Mass, and then in the evening we'll have our 7 o'clock Mass this Wednesday to honor Our, our Lady. Yeah, if you ever wanted to come by to St. Mary Magdalene, you're always welcome. We have a nice, big, huge, huge, um, more than life-size, uh, big, huge banner of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Um, and that's so this Sunday, you're all also invited to come at five o'clock in the morning and Amen. wake me up right in front of my house. We're going to have a little, <laughs> little procession over to the church to Tepeyac and we're going to sing our Mananitas. And, and so, oh, yeah, beautiful. we some, No, that's beautiful. And, and again, uh, folks, if you want more information, um, you know, on St. Mary Magdalene Catholic Church, you can visit their website. Uh, that's St. Mary Magdalene Catholic Church dot org. Yeah, org. That's right. .org. Yes. So I wanted to make sure that uh, you know we, we got that. Wow, what a great uh, lightning quick hour, Eli. I want to thank you again uh, for you know for for being here um, and joining us and you know and doing what you're doing and organizing mm-hmm. uh, you know the, this men's march. Uh, Alex, I want to thank you. There's the music. Uh, wow, lightning quick hour again, folks. Totally. <laughs> yes. So remember, December eighth is a holy day of obligation. Make sure you get to mass. Uh, and until next Monday at noon, please. Please continue to labor with love, joy, and zeal in your hearts in his vineyard. God bless all of you. You know, this is your Catholic radio station, and we'd like to make it even better for you. Your feedback is really important to us. Just go to our website, grnonline.com, and look for the button labeled 60-Second Radio Survey. It only takes a minute to fill out and send it to us. Again, go to our website, grnonline.com, and look for the button labeled 60-Second Radio Survey. We'd really appreciate it. Are you or someone you know getting married soon? KJMA listeners and parishioners of St. Matthew Catholic Church, Frank Rivera and Real Mission Media would like to congratulate all those who are engaged and excited for your sacramental wedding day. Did you know that 35% of couples admit if they could, they would go back and hire someone to film their wedding day? For more information about Real Mission Media, go to their website, realmissionmedia.com or call them at 210-344-2436. Are you aware that the devil has a plan for your marriage just as God does? He has no desire for the success of your marriage. He doesn't want the two of you to help each other get to heaven, but instead he instigates each of you to lead the other straight to hell through self-centeredness, materialism, and apathy. Jeremiah gives us God's plan, saying, For surely I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for your welfare and not for harm, to give you a future with hope. You have a choice of whose plan you will follow. One brings misery, pain, and eternal damnation. The other 
Well, it's called the Sacrament of Matrimony, and it comes with a golden treasure chest full of grace. Call on the grace of your sacrament. It's all you need to have a future of hope in this life and in the next. This has been a minute for your marriage and family from the Three Hearts Institute. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Parlor. Spreading the splendor of truth. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Streaming to the world at grnonline.com and on your FM dial at 89.7, where KJMA, Floresville, San Antonio. All Catholic, all the time.